for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Bill Lasky, who's the post-game host for San Francisco Giants baseball over on KNBR 104.5 and 680. You hear him every Saturday and Sunday following Giants baseball. And lately, it's been following a lot of Giants losses. After a series sweep to the Chicago White Sox, a 2-6 and six homestand, Giants went into Arizona on 4th of July to see their old buddy Madison Bumgarner, who they did not fare all that well against. David Villar made his debut for the Giants with a couple of knocks against Bumgarner, but the Giants entering Tuesday at just 40-38, and 38, nine and a half back of the LA Dodgers, and outside of the wild card race as it stands right now, have some work to do and have some soul searching to do. All things we'll talk about with Bill Lasky, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday. July 6th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast one of my good friends, guy I love talking baseball with, former San Francisco Giant Bill Lasky. You, of course, hear him on weekends on KNBR postgame for all those Giants weekend tilts, uh, win or loss. But, Bill, lately, it's been a whole lot of losses, man. How are you, dude? I'm doing good, Adam. Good things uh, talking to you. It's always great and uh, catching up. And, and of course, uh, the weekend was not fun for me. Three straight losses. And the buildup just got worse and worse. So, um, yeah, I took it out uh, on the phones yesterday and Sunday, and, and it took off, and fans were supporting a lot of things I talked about. Well, let me ask you this then, because, you know, baseball, it's such a, a tough thing to determine when you can figure out who your team is. And, like, it's fun early in the season because everybody gets their guys back. You have, uh, you know, hope springs eternal. Everybody's looking for a playoff run and, and to get off to a good start. Like, there are years where you can have great seasons and you didn't start off the year great. I think the Giants, with the way they started this year, and then things sort of started to go awry maybe a month or so ago, three and a half weeks ago, people were starting to get upset. It was almost like you could see the writing on the wall that things were not going well, and it was a whole bunch of, well, let's get healthy. Let's turn things around. We've got to change this up. We've just got to play better defense. We've got to execute better. At some point, Bill, about halfway through the season now, you kind of are who you are. So, so what's your, your breakdown or your thought about where the Giants stand right now? Are you a sky-is-falling mentality right now, or do you think this is something that can be fixed? Well, I don't know about being fixed. I think you have to start playing better baseball, and it starts defensively as well as offensively. Defensive numbers right now, 49 errors. They're seventh in Major League Baseball, and you start looking at the teams ahead of them, and they're all in last place. That's the first thing I look at. Uh, Fundamental baseball, not covering the right base, getting on the side of a runner and stealing second, and you get get shadowed out from the ball, overthrowing the catcher to move up runners, not knowing where to go on bunt plays. Fundamental baseball is bad right now for the San Francisco Giants. That's where I start with it and these are elite players these are players that should know things that when you teach in a little league before the pitch is thrown what do I do if the ball's hit to you that's what I heard Gabe Kapler say the other day going back to that well you know what that's not going to make it and we have to see that as fans and analysts and broadcasters we have to tell him that's not going to make it you have to do something more than that and then you start looking at the offensive numbers. Yesterday in the Monday game, two hits after the third inning. You look at the lineup, Mercedes was two for four, NVR was two for four. Where is the leadership on this team on the offensive side? Brandon Belt, we quotation the captain, hasn't shown up this year, hitting 211. We saw Crawford being injured. We see the hole that shortstop is showing out when Crawford's not playing. They don't have a plan to back him up. I'm sorry, Donovan Walton isn't the guy that's going to fill in in my lineup. So, you know, you start looking around and you start seeing holes and you're starting to see the mentality of this team. The mentality in that locker room isn't a positive, it's a negative. And that right there 
is on the manager and the coaching staff. Well, it's certainly attitude, uh, your day-to-day. That, that's where the, the between-the-ears for a manager comes into play, right? And you can, you can talk about having analytic guys and guys who will run the team on the field the way the general manager has built the roster, and I'm okay with that going in concert and hand-in-hand, but there's something to be said about guys like Dusty Baker, who is a, a player's manager, a between-the-ears guy who is not necessarily, and we've seen Dusty make mistakes. We saw it here in San Francisco. You go back to 2002, you can talk about the rotation in the World Series. You can talk about some of the moves he went to. That's all fine and good. Managers are going to make mistakes. But as far as getting the most out of his guys, I thought Dusty was always one of the best. This is where you're kind of missing that element. Not that Gabe Kapler is not in tune with his guys, but he's hitting some hardships now after a season where there weren't really any hardships other than just an exciting race down the stretch with the Dodgers where every day was an intense game. This is kind of where managers have to make their money here. And I'll get into the roster in just a minute. But but there's something that has to be done here. And, and I think this is maybe a season where we start to find out a little bit more about Gabe Kapler through some adversity. You know, Adam, you and I talked about his coaching staff, and we saw the element of no ex-players, coaches that never even played the game, coaches that never even played in the minor leagues, coaches that never in the big leagues. This is what you're getting because you don't have that experience in your coaching staff. We'll go back to Bochy years. We'll go back to Dusty Baker years. We'll go back to even my years with Frank Robinson. Coaches mean a lot when you played. Coaches mean a lot in the experience of highs and lows. I do a lot of interviews. Jay Bell this weekend said, what you have to do as a coach, you have to talk about the adversity, not always the highs, the lows, how you get out of the lows. This coaching staff doesn't have that. And we talk about it. You have to build success from people that have played the game. I'm old school. You can holler at me being old school. But old school will get this team back on track. And you can't just look at Crawford and Belt and Longoria to do it as the leaders in that clubhouse because they're struggling too. So it's got to rely on coaching staff. It has to rely on management. It has to do something here to get these players out of these slumps. And it all starts from the head. Gabe Kapler and goes down from there. If they can't pull it off, then this team's going to fall right down the drain. The style of play or the way they've been playing, the poor uh, uh, defense, obviously, something that comes down to the coaching staff. And sure, players make plays, but you got to figure out ways to put guys in a position to succeed or, as you talked about, how to battle yourself through some of these lows. And there have been a lot of lows. I mean, you look at a guy like Joey Bart this year. You look at the injuries. You look at where they've come from last year where you lose a Hall of Fame player and, and a, a middle-of-the-order bat in Buster Posey, and you try to recreate it with with a couple of a rookie and, and sort of a patchwork uh, a group of guys behind the the plate right now. You look at Brandon Belt, who's back on, on that qualifying offer, had a career year last year. Brandon Crawford, career year last year. Evan Longoria now at the back end of his career and his mulling retirement. This just does not have the feel to me of a team that can get going, turn things around and do something special here. There's no easy fix for this team. And I start to look at the roster and the roster construction and I go, there's a little bit of an issue here, Bill. After Anthony Descalfani goes down with the, uh, the ankle surgery after getting a three-year deal, and I thought he was deserving. I thought he had a really good season last year. He's not an ace, but he's a three or a four on a staff and you need to have those guys on every team in the bigs but I was looking at the 40-man roster for the Giants the other day Bill the only other starting pitcher on the 40-man roster who could maybe give the Giants a bit of anything and we saw him earlier this weekend was Sean Jelly they don't have a bunch of depth at the starting pitcher spot they thought they did Jacob Junis Matt Boyd but these guys aren't coming they're hurt right now Junis could be back at some point soon but they don't have enough arms the way I look at it at least in the rotation to get through the rest of this season 
100% agreed. And then you look at Sam Long, who's been pitching great out yeah. of the bullpen, but he's not going to be linked maybe two or three innings. So it's really a middle reliever there, a long man. And you're absolutely right. They don't have anything there. And, and you saw what Jelly did. You saw what he did. He was okay, but he pitches the contact. He got a lot of hitters to the two-strike count. He couldn't put them away. He didn't have that. And then what happened? He elevated a couple breaking balls. He was backing up third. He elevated a couple fastballs. He was ducking at the mound because they were right on it. And the White Sox were hitting him real good, and he couldn't get out of it. Gave up eight hits. There is some negatives in this rotation, and you said it in the head. Injuries. And you weren't expecting injuries, but you better have some depth if you do. And that's one thing they didn't do. And then the other thing, too, is you said the catching position. I don't think they had enough depth in the catching position. They didn't fill that puzzle piece that was left from Buster Posey. They felt Joey Bart and Caselli could figure it, do it well. Well, you know what? Joey Bart didn't come out hitting. Caselli wasn't an everyday catcher, and they didn't have anything to back him up. You were in big league clubhouses, man, and you were on teams that went through ruts. I think the Giants right now, fourth losing streak of five games or more already this season. And, and, you know, for a while they were still hanging around in that wild card race or still holding on to a wild card spot. So I had a tough time getting upset. You can identify issues with the roster and issues with the team and deficiencies maybe day to day. But you go, yeah, at the end of the day, they're still a playoff team. Right now they don't appear to be a playoff team. When you look at, uh, at trying to turn things around and, and when you were in these clubhouses and you mentioned the coaching staff, you mentioned veteran guys who have been through the ups and the downs before and know what it's like to come out on the other side. What has to happen in those situations? Is there a sit down, sort of sort of uh, lock the door, do one of those clubhouse meetings and guys just sort of hash it out and talk about what needs to be done? What do you do from a, a player standpoint here to try to get energy different and to change the culture in the clubhouse? I think the biggest thing, you got to support each other because guys are going to start talking and you don't want to get a negative cancer in that locker room. That's the first thing that's going to happen. If you can't unite as a team, you hear Alex Wood talking about it Sunday. You hear Rodon talking about it on Monday, but you're not hearing the nucleus of this team. You don't hear the Crawfords, the Belts, the Longorias, the veteran players coming up and saying something. If the manager isn't going to have a clubhouse meeting, then the players need to do it. Players only. We had a ton of them. Players only. You get up, you knock it out. You say what you have to say. You push each other. And at that time, sometimes you get in other players' faces. And you do that. And that's what builds the chemistry of a team. That's what changes the chemistry of a team. If the manager's not going to do it, and we know Gabe Kapler's more of a one-on-one guy in his office, then you have to do it within yourself as players. Players can do that. Leaders in that locker room can do that. And it is what it is. You push each other. You kick each other. And you try to grasp one win, one solid positive to build off of. They don't have any more days off until the All-Star break. So these games right here mean a lot before they go to San Diego. Shout out to Casey at the bat. There is no joy in Mudville. There is no joy in, in San Francisco Giants baseballville, at least for the, the last couple of weeks, right. man. It has been a, a cloud sort of hanging over this team, man. This is the uh, the ups and downs of a baseball season. It has been down a lot for the Giants as of late. Bill, thanks so much for making time, man. Uh, fun picking your brain and uh, and just sort sort of, uh, this was therapeutic for me. I just need to get this <laughs> off my chest. You know what I mean? We got we to gotta communicate, Bill. You can't bottle it up. Yeah, you have to, and Giant fans did that all this past weekend, and I always agree when they start calling and they, hey, they ramp, and I'm listening, and you know what? Everybody has their opinion. We know that, Adam. We both do, and you know what? It's always good to listen to fan base because fan base pays the bills. That's it, man. Bill Lasky, you hear him every weekend on KNBR. Thanks so much for coming by, Bill. Talk to you later, man. Always, Adam. Thanks, buddy.
Great stuff from Bill Lasky. Uh, a little bit more uh, calm tones from Alaski today. Uh, you know, early in the season, we talked to him. He gets sort of fired up for the start of the year, but it has been a tough watch for Giants baseball. That last homestand, two and six, losing three straight series to teams under 500. That was not good, obviously. Giants scored just more than three runs twice in that series. One was a big four-run explosion against the Detroit Tigers. So we thought this was a soft part of the schedule. Giants could start to stockpile in some wins. As it stands, as of Tuesday afternoon, the Giants entering Tuesday at nine and a half games behind the LA Dodgers and they fell out of that wild card spot earlier this week uh, after losing that series to the Chicago White Sox after actually getting swept by the White Sox at Oracle Park. So as Bill pointed out, time to uh, to sort of put pedal to the metal here, get you to the All-Star break and then see where you stand. But back into this month, we'll determine if the Giants are buyers or sellers. And if they are for some reason sellers, would be interesting to see which pieces they do in fact move on from or try to stockpile for the years to come. Thank you to Bill Lasky. Thank you to Brian Smith, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We'll keep bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports later this week. We can get into a little bit of Warrior basketball. Summer League started last weekend, the California Classic out at Chase Center. And then Las Vegas gets going with their Summer League later this week. We can also talk a little bit more about the San Jose Sharks, who hired Mike Greer, the first ever African-American general manager in the NHL. He takes the helm in San Jose. We'll certainly check in with our guy Ted Ramey in the days ahead about all that. Until then, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you Friday.